Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Recipe with Dr. Stephanie Finney. It is my hope that through each segment, you will receive ingredients to live your best life. One seasoning I am personally passionate about is in the area of health and wellness. In fact, I host an Instagram Live on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time titled, Do You Know What's in Your Feminine Care? But I will speak about this more at the end of the show. Today's focus is on activism. Matthew 25 and 40 says, the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of these least of my brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And Zechariah 7 and 9 says, this is what the Lord Almighty said, administer true justice, show mercy and compassion to one another. And with that, today we have a special guest who is a survivor of some of life's biggest obstacles. She was adopted as an infant and diagnosed as HIV positive with advancement to AIDS until age three. The prognosis was that she would not live past the age of five. Let's take a quick look at this video as some of you may remember her story. When I was born, I was HIV positive. And when I turned five, I had had symptoms of AIDS. Mm -hmm. I had had fungus in my brain, um, blood infections, mm -hmm. pneumonia. I went cold blue a couple of times. And I, that's when I was about five, they said I was full-blown AIDS. And right now I'm doing really good. What's the hardest part for you, Hadia? Mm. Living with this disease. Basically, that's like when your friends die. Mm -hmm. Like. Like. <laughs> that's the hardest part is you at level. And you always lose a friend to eight. Mm -hmm. uh, hard, but uh, especially, I don't think it's real hard. Harder on the parents than on me. They're friends and stuff, and you love them a lot, and mm -hmm. you get real <laughs> close. Mm -hmm. And I, like, a lot of my friends that have died of AIDS, no one really knows how long anybody's going to live because I don't um, put myself like, oh, you have AIDS, or I could go outside and get hit by a bus tomorrow. And you never know if you stay in your bed and feel sorry for yourself and don't get up with the birds and just sit there and say, well, I'm going to die. Why get up and try and make a difference? Mm -hmm. But when you say, well, today's another day. I can get up. I can do something, make something positive. Well, obviously God had the last say so. So let's welcome Miss Hadia Broadbent. Oh, hi. Hey, Hi. welcome to the recipe. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm blessed and highly favored. That's right. That's right. You are. I'm so excited for you to be here. Um, so what's it like in a day for Hadia Broadbent? <laughs> My days are pretty normal, especially now during COVID. Um I stay at home. I do my workouts in the morning. I get up and answer emails. Um, sometimes I'm social networking where I have Zoom conferences or I am, you know, 
online hosting a Facebook support group with some of my friends. And sometimes I go out dancing and sometimes I go on a date. So every day is a different day. But what remains the same is I pray and take my medicine every day. All right. All right. That's awesome. Um, you know, you mentioned the virtual networking. And so we met on a platform hosted by Mr. Rob B with several others who include Coco Brown and Lily from SWV. And one of those nights, I'm looking over my glasses, you left early for a date. Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> so my question is, has your status affected your relationships or the ability to date? Um, you know what, per se, I would say now more so with the knowledge and the education that we have around HIV, more men are open to wanting to date me and wants to get to know me because they know it's safe. You know, you have examples like not only myself, but Magic Johnson, who are undetectable, which means untransmittable. Um, and so that kind of knowledge reaffirms and lets people know it's okay to date me so i'm noticing more guys are opening up to me but of course you get some guys who are afraid to be around you and kind of don't want to mess with you and like no i can't handle that at all but i would say the progression as um advancements and knowledge keeps going up and we keep spreading awareness i've noticed that more guys are more open to dating Okay, um, I'm taking notes as you're talking. You mentioned undetectable is untransmittable, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, explain that. So what that mind. means is basically you take your ARVs, which are your um, antiviral drugs, and it activates the virus in your body, but also um, it makes it dormant. So it activated so where it can attack it and to make the virus dormant in your body. So if you have like under, I believe it's 200 um, copies of HIV in your blood, then you can't transmit HIV. So if I was to go take an HIV test right now, being undetectable, it would come out HIV negative. But if I stop taking my medicine, it would turn back to positive. And so untransmittable means that like I can have sex without passing HIV on to my future partner or um, I can get pregnant and have a baby without passing HIV on to my baby. So that's what it means. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Um, I am looking at your flyer um, that you sent me. Actually, it's your one sheet. And you were recently selected to be an ambassador for the prevention access campaign. Um, mm -hmm. Can you talk about that, please? Okay, so so prevention access, um, it's basically you equals you, and um, it's a, a bunch of ambassadors that we gathered around who are HIV plus, some are um, alliances, but most of the people are HIV positive and they're undetectable. And basically we, we just spread advocacy as much as we can wherever we go, whether that's on social media, um, doing blogs or media outlet interviews, um, or community events. So that's what we we do. Excuse me. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So, you know, you told me what a day in the life of Hadia was. So tell me, um, tell us uh, your your story about, you know, where, where it started to where you are now, if you don't mind. Okay. So I'm a part of the first generation of children born HIV positive. My birth mother was, was an IV drug user who infected herself and passed it on to me at birth. And um, I was adopted when I was about six weeks old, um, placed in a foster home. And 
So when people found, they didn't, the doctors didn't know I was HIV positive. So I was three years old. A sibling was born infected in 1987, 1987 when the epidemic was high. They had people um, going to get tested and whatnot. And so my uh, biological mother and brother had to get tested and they came back and they were both HIV positive. And so at that time, the state of Nevada called my adoptive parents up and asked them to get me tested and they did and the test came back that I was HIV positive. And so the doctor said I wouldn't live past the age of five. My adoptive mother and father took me to experimental hospitals and research um, institutions to try to give me the best medical care I could and they kind of signed me up to be a human guinea pig and that kind of saved my life um well it did save my life because i got the best medical care the country had to offer they would monitor my brain they would monitor my heart my liver everything you can think of they were monitoring because they needed to know how this virus acts in my body because all the medicine they would put me on were for research purposes so they had to, you know, when you hear those side effects on the commercials, where it may cause nausea, it may cause discomfort, it may cause a headache. We are, we were the case studies for that. So, um, wow. And I, and from there, because there was a lot of discrimination, you had kids that were getting kicked out of school. You had kids that, um, parents who were losing their jobs. You had Ryan White who had a bullet put through his front window. And because I had the support of my family and friends and I was so outspoken, I was able to do my activism work and kind of let people know, you know, that this virus is something that happens to people, but it does not define who we are as individuals. It does not make us a bad person. It does not make us a dirty person. It is just a virus in our body. And so I was blessed to be able to have so many people um, just kind of listen to what I would say, take me under their wing. And it was, um, I've lived a very blessed life. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And I'm so excited about that. I mean, you are just a joy to get to, to talk to and network with on the platform. And so this is just awesome. I'm so excited. I keep saying that. Um, you mentioned, um, you know, your status and you mentioned, you know, being, being discriminated against and all of those things. So with all of that being said, has your status affected your view of your future at all? Um, not so much. I think, I think if anything, my status kind of enables me to do the things that I've been blessed to do. And it's opened so many doors for me. Um, and it's not like that for all people who are HIV positive, And I have to remember that and acknowledge that. But God has been able to turn something so ugly and unfortunate for, for so many. And he's been able to bless me in my endeavors. And I'm grateful for that. And as long as I can make a difference for other people who are HIV positive, that's all I want to do. If I can get up online and post a sexy picture and let, you know, HIV positive women or women all around to let them know, love the skin that you're in, then, you know, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm so grateful to have that opportunity and have that standing with so many individuals. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. So, what do you think is the biggest misconception about living with HIV and AIDS? Um, 
I think the biggest misconception that people have is they think they don't know somebody who's infected. And the reality is you may have met somebody who's HIV positive and they just may not know or they just haven't shared it with you. So I met someone and they said, I've never met someone who's HIV positive. And I said, well, you just you're just not aware. Someone maybe didn't tell you or disclose their status to you. So you've met someone in your lifetime. And so that kind of, um, that's a big misconception I think a lot of people have. Okay, okay. Let's take a quick break and then come back. So we're gonna watch a quick video and then we'll be right back okay. with Ms. Adia Broadband. Thanks so much. Hey, it's your girl, Lisa Denae, and I want to tell you about a product that has changed my life, Rain Premium Sanitary Napkins. Rain products are infused with a Nobel Prize winning material called graphene. It's the graphene strip that provides the various health benefits that can improve your quality of life during that time of the month. Listen, I've been very loyal to a certain brand of feminine products, but I've never experienced the results I get with Rain products. The difference is in the graphene strip. Using Rain products has totally eliminated the painful cramps I experience, and it can also help Help balance your body's pH, eliminate harmful bacteria, and help fight fatigue. Graphene moves heat away from your core to keep you cool and comfortable. Ladies, it's time to upgrade your feminine care with products that not only offer protection, but also improve your health and wellness. Place your order today and receive your premium sanitary napkins delivered directly to your door. Visit www.drfcare.com to make your purchase today. And don't forget to mention that your girl Lisa Denae and Stunner Radio sent you. Packaging. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. I had to. I had to change over. I'm dealing with a, a slight delay. Nevertheless, hello everybody. Welcome back to the recipe, and we have Miss Broadband with us, and she is an AIDS HIV activist. So let me say this real quick. Um, I've done a little bit of research, and. What I'm understanding is that in the early days of um, AIDS and HIV um, ep epidemic, the medical community and the government were slow to address the crisis. And it really required the advocacy of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender community and others to push them to respond faster with greater resources. Why do you think the initial response to HIV and AIDS by the U.S. government and medical community was so slow? I think uh, 
it started out because a lot of people felt that this was a homosexual disease. It was mm -hmm. God's curse and it was punishment. And it was kind of a way to rid the earth of people who were gay or bisexual or transgender, um, whoever was just a different element. And so, you know, you had, what it was it Reagan who didn't even say HIV? In the beginning of his yep. um, yes. president, yes. he wouldn't even say the word the word AIDS um, back in the day. And so, when I came on the scene, here I was, an innocent baby who had something happen to them, and I made the world look at and say hello. Like you have to look at, you can't ignore us. And the advocacy for which you know, the um, LGBTQ community did was outstanding. And mm -hmm. basically yeah. we, you had to say like, our lives matter, like we matter. And so I think the beginning of it was just because of judgment and can trying to condemn people for their being homosexual. Mm. Wow. Um, are, in your opinion, are there still disparities or discrimination um, in the current U.S. health system regarding treatment for HIV and AIDS? Um, I think the disparity is a lack of funding. There's not enough money to go around. And we have the COVID-19 pandemic, but we have to remember we're in a pandemic within a pandemic. And so you can't forget about one pandemic because what's going to happen? The numbers are going to go up once you stop talking about it. And so with HIV being high rate among African-Americans, and then you have COVID-19, which is high rate around African-Americans too, um, it just seems like we're in a lose-lose situation, but I believe that there's hope and there's a brighter future, and I believe we can turn this thing around. Awesome, awesome. It's funny that you mentioned COVID-19 because I was thinking about that too, um, and the disparities and the, and the discrimination in healthcare period, because when I think about COVID and the vaccine, I know within the African-American community specifically, there are still individuals on the fence um, when it comes to taking the vaccine because of disparities and discrimination in the past, even to the point of individuals saying, and I'm just, you know, being frank, no, we've already been through a Tuskegee experiment, not right. interested in going through another one with this vaccine. So, you know, for you to bring that up is awesome because, you know, a pandemic within a pandemic, I never thought about it like that. And they keep telling us, you know, we have to make changes now because the next pandemic is right around the corner. But the crazy thing is AIDS and HIV is it's still here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it just makes me wonder how did we get a, a vaccine for COVID so fast and we don't have one for HIV, you know, things that make you go, hmm. You better say it. You better tell the truth. <laughs> um, you know, has, has has there been talk of an HIV AIDS vaccine? Um, they're working on a vaccine now. And hold on. No problem. I understand. Sorry. I understand. They're working on they're working on a vaccine now. So I don't know how effective it is. I don't follow the science and the new medicines or whatever, um, because. I, you know, we were supposed to have a cure, maybe they told us a couple years ago. Now they're saying 20, um, 20, 30. So I just, I don't pay attention to the um, 
science of it. I just do the education, which we have a functional care right now, which is treatment as prevention. So as soon as we get as many people as we can in treatment, we can stop new spreads of HIV. So that's what I focus on. I don't focus on, you know, the hope for tomorrow. I kind of just keep my hope on making sure people don't get infected. Awesome. That leads me to my next question about uh, awareness and prevention. What is it that you promote in that area of awareness and prevention? I mean, I've read the one sheet, but I want you to explain so that everybody else can know who may not. Well, basically, I um, what I preach right now is safe sex, making sure people are participating. If you are sexually active, making sure that you are getting tested, having the conversations with your partner. If you choose not to have sex for whatever reason, that's fine. I support that um, initiative. And so basically, I just let people know you know, safe sex is the best sex. What does Lil Wayne say? Safe sex is the best sex. So um, just to be safe and be smart and be wise. That's awesome. I think that's so key because, you know, let's be real. People want to act like folks are not having sex, but they are. We just need to put it out there. And absolutely smart. If you're going to do it, just be smart. Right. Um, nevertheless, um, what are some solutions for the spread of HIV? I mean, I know you've said, you know, that, but are there some other, you know, like for, for those of us that don't know, I'll say this. Um, I went to a conference um, before COVID and it was a conference for uh, African-Americans mostly. Anybody could come, but that was the subject. And they actually had a, con a, a seminar on AIDS and HIV in the African-American, in the African-American community. And I was amazed to hear things about how there's access to, um, to, drugs and and all these other type of trials that we find out after the fact how do we in the african-american community really find out about this information what's a tool or something that we can do so we can stay in the know because i, I was shocked at that at that conference to find out the information that i did well basically i think i've said it before and i'll say it again treatment as prevention is one of the most effective tools that we have um making sure people are getting tested if you're sexually active routine testing and um and i think that's the best thing just making sure people are tested and having discussion make sure you're talking about it with your kids you know a lot of parents think oh my kids aren't having sex they're not doing this they're not doing that well if they watch tv and they listen to music they know about sex and so it depends on the age range the age range where you have this different conversations but what i don't want people to do um people who are um uh, pre-teens or whatnot i know a lot of parents say i don't like talking about sex it's an uncomfortable conversation i don't want to but the reality is if you don't talk about sex and you don't have that conversation if you don't make your kids feel like they can come to you there is a risk that they might come to you when it's progressed to aids and they might have an opportunity infection and what do you know you might have to watch your child die from complications of aids because you were too afraid to not have this conversation. Wow. Ooh, okay. Um, 
that's that's real talk right there. So what advice do you have for individuals that may have recently been diagnosed with HIV? I would say keep your head up, focus on, you know, life got probably hard and difficult. But if you, you know, get in therapy, therapy has been awesome for me um, because life is messy and there's probably underlying issues that you never dealt with. And now the fact that you have HIV will make all those other issues bubble up to the point of um, explosion. And so keep your mind in a good headspace and just focus on tomorrow and know that there's nothing that you can't do. People are getting married with HIV. They're having sex and having babies, producing babies. Um, there's lawyers, doctors, movie stars and singers and whatever. So know that life is not over. It just got a little bit more complicated. I like that. Life is not over. It just got a little more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Just got to keep on living. Um, how can people um, support services um, or programs designed to raise money for treatment and research, um, you know, to meet the meet the needs of those living with HIV and AIDS? You said how can they support? Yes. Okay. Um, well, I know there's different organizations all around the um Globe. I know for me, Broadband Communications is an agency that I created last year um, in the start of um, the pandemic because I knew I wanted to. I noticed that a lot of programs around HIV and was not were being discontinued and overshadowed by COVID-19. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to produce more shows and programs for my friends and whatnot. And so we had a Facebook Live event for World AIDS Day. And then I did something for um, National Black HIV AIDS, um, uh, AIDS Day where I partnered with the Delta Research community to host an event. And so I've the way people can support me is I have candles for sale. Um, I work with WikiWix Candles, which is a Black-owned company, um, a mm -hmm. Black family-owned company, and it's run by the matriarch of the family, the mom, um, Willie. And so we are selling candles. We have National Black HIV AIDS Day candles and candles in honor of National Black, um, I mean, Black History Month as well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, let's take another and, break. And oh, part, right. I'm sorry. And yes. part of those proceeds will go back to my organization. So um, the sales from those candles will help continue the initiative to continue HIV awareness programs. All right. Perfect, perfect. Let's take a quick break and we'll come right back with Miss Adia Broadbent. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And the packaging, it says Jewel on it. And she sent me so many different, I mean, this for moderate flow, heavy flow. Hold on. And this was my favorite. <laughs> that is my favorite. That is my favorite. <laughs> I can always appreciate an overnight. But what really, what I was really impressed by was the, the the length, how long it was. And how and it's not as thick. 
if, if you guys still get that those friends, sometimes that thing could just be out of control and never do what you asked it to do. It'd be all over the place. But honestly, like I had absolutely no problems at all. And I, I just want to say thank you. And I appreciate this product so good because a lot of people, you know, they, they want to send you stuff and it's like, okay, you know, you want to believe in everybody, but everybody product is not a good product, especially something when it comes to feminine hygiene and sanitary, this and sand, you got to be very careful because sometimes, you know, uh, whatever, is, whatever the stuff is made with, it don't always agree with your body chemistry, but I had absolutely no problems. And I wouldn't even say this if I didn't mean it. I gave... My the, the girls in my podcast they use it. My my other my podcast member she don't even use sanitary napkin. She's like a tampon girl, mm-hmm. but she really appreciated this. And I thought you know I have to tell you this. I couldn't wait to get on here to tell you this. So for everybody that's on here that's still going through them getting those monthly visitors, please support Dr. Finney's business. I tried it myself, and I and I loved it. Wow! I think promote things that I actually tried myself. If you have a chance to go in and support Dr. Finney, amazing product, and I'm gonna leave it like that. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for joining us, um, everybody. I have Hadia Broadbent with us, and um, we may have to cut her short a little bit because she's in the middle of something, but we'll keep the program going afterward, afterwards. I'm just going to ask a couple more questions because I know what's going on. Just just to have the time with you is enough, okay? So okay, I understand sorry. that. Uh, no, 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 no. That's okay. L- life happens. We're good. Um, I wanted to ask you, what are some of the early signs, you know, or warning signs? Like if someone, you know, had, you know, had unprotected sex, what's something that they could, oh, we'll get that information about the candles. Someone said, I'd be very interested in the candles. So we need to get that information from, from you. Okay. Matter of fact, just go ahead and put that out there and it will come back. How, how do they find out about where to order candles? You could just tell um, us. I will have to get the, it's willyweekscandles.com. But if you go to my Instagram, HideaBroadbent.com, or no, Instagram, HideaBroadbent, it's on my link tree. So if you go to my link tree, it's up there. And it's on my Facebook. It's all on my Instagram. So it's everywhere. So if you just look me up on social media, you'll definitely find it. Okay. And we have it scrolling across the bottom where they can look on your Facebook and Instagram. So it's already there posted. Okay, thank you. No problem. Okay, so really quickly, um, what are some early warning signs of HIV? If someone has had unprotected sex and, you know, they're nervous and, you know, I mean, obviously they should go get a test, but is there something else? In really, lure? there are no symptoms in the beginning. The symptoms are very mild. They're only symptoms are like that of the common cold or the flu. Um, the, the flu so how many of you have had the flu or so we never know exactly like people think your limb nodes will get swollen no that's in the late stages um of uh, eight of um infectious disease 
Um, and so there are really no symptoms. You have to go get tested because a person can have HIV up to 10 years without showing any major symptoms. So. Okay. Okay. Wow. Um, I know um, from dealing with just everything with COVID and, you know, everything that's in the news, they always talked about, and they still do, the World Health Organization. Is the World Health, the WHO, is the World Health Health Organization um, that, you know, you know, playing a part in HIV, AIDS awareness, HIV, um, AIDS, um, you know, testing, things like that? I'm just curious because we hear that a lot dealing with COVID. Um, can you repeat that one more time? Sure, sure. With COVID, um, I've heard a lot about the World Health Organization, otherwise known as the WHO. They're supposed mm -hmm. to be the lead authority on um, international health um, within the United Nations systems, and we're a part of the United Nations. Mm -hmm. And I was just curious as to whether you knew um, our connection to them with reference to HIV, AIDS testing, HIV, AIDS awareness, um, et cetera. I Just haven't curious. worked with the World Health Organization, so I'm not really familiar exactly what they do. I haven't had an invitation, and hopefully, um, let's put that in the atmosphere that I may get one. But I'm not really familiar with that organization or what they do right now. Okay, okay. Just a couple more questions, because I know you got to go. Um, in reference to HIV treatment uh, then and now, what are some strides that you've seen from then and now? Um, some strides is the the amount of medicine that we take has gone down a great deal. I used to be on like 30 pills a day. Now I'm on like five pills a day, which is awesome. Um, they have once a day pills. I am, I am a long-term survivor. So what that means is my, what medicines I can take is limited. And so um, because I'm a long-term survivor and took some of the first early medications, what the doctors try to do with me now is making sure whatever meds or um, combinations of meds I'm on, I can last on those for a long period of time because we don't want to run out of options. But we have once we have one once a day pills for HIV medication. We have um, I don't know. Um, that's the biggest part and the people aren't as sick as they once were. I remember mm -hmm. I was in the hospital like 48 days, one time straight, and I couldn't be around somebody who has chicken pox because I could get it. And now my immune system is better to where I don't have to worry about those things. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I know that you're a supporter of Rain Feminine Care. Yes. And so, um, you know, we talk about that graphene strip and all of that and how that works. And, you know, that graphene is a 99.9% .9 bacteria killer. Mm -hmm. And I have another person that I'm working with who actually um, has an STD. And she's trying the product because she has flare-ups sometimes. And she's thinking mm -hmm. that that graphene, based on the research that we've done, will help with that. So, you know, I'm hoping that through, you know, you and others that we can get this information out there because I believe that there is some type of connection. Obviously, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I do have a PhD, but not in that area. And I'm wanting to, you know, look and see where, you know, this product can be used to help for individuals that are dealing with HIV, AIDS, women, obviously, because we're still in our feminine flow stage and then other women that are dealing with things because I feel like the goal is to find I don't want to say a cure because our product is not a cure, <laughs> but mm -hmm. 
But if I had 10 different women, I'd have 10 different testimonies. And so the goal is to find something that's going to make a change rather than prolong symptoms. symptoms because a lot of the feminine care companies that make the products are also putting money into the creams and the things that are going to get you sick anyway because they know you're going to need them. So I'll summarize by saying that my goal is to see Rain Feminine Care in that arena where it can help. So if people are having issues uh, and symptoms dealing with HIV and AIDS and other things, that this is one less thing that they have to deal with is during that time of the month, as far as their feminine care, it will be one less issue and they don't have to deal with, oh, excruciating cramps and things like that that people go through because they have a substandard product. Mm -hmm. so. Now, last question, because I know you got to go. Is there anything else that you would like to share with everybody that's watching and listening? I would just want to tell people to continue the conversation, continue this conversation with your girlfriends, with your guy friends. Um, so many times we're just not real and honest with each other. You know, it comes back that, you know, you have a conversation with your friends and it comes like they say, oh, he's cheating on me, or he had a baby on me, or he did this, or he did that. And a lot of times we'll say, oh, he's no good, he's a dog. But we never ask, hey, did you go get tested for HIV? Have you gone to get your um, STD checkups? Or are you taking care of yourself? And that's something that we have to start doing. And just keep the conversation going, whether in your barbershops or uh, beauty shops or nail salons just have the conversation and make it as regular as you can um and that's the only way we're going to take stigma away from this disease and the topic around hiv aids if we start having and generalizing real conversations awesome awesome well i want to leave you with something i read this today and i just want to say this to you and then i know you have to go um i read something today in one of my 365 daily devotions talks and it talks about preserves and it says in Job 10 and 12 you have granted me life and steadfast love and your care your care has preserved my spirit when there is adversity in our lives we often feel weak and vulnerable fear can arise that we might be losing ground losing our courage endurance or even hope according to this passage God actually takes the time to, pre to preserve our spirit if something is preserved, it means it's kept, so it won't spoil. The goodness of it is protected. It's protected. In the kingdom of God, every ounce of suffering in our lives is used for his glory. In addition, his unfailing love strengthens us and our own and our own spirits are preserved. Thank you so much for taking the time. I thank you for sharing with us. This is so awesome. You are such a blessing. And I look forward to continuing to communicate with you and network with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. I understand we had to cut it short today, but that's okay. You guys, just just hang on the line. We're going to do one last um, commercial, and then I'm just going to come back by myself. Thanks so much, Miss Broadbent. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, comedian, actress, Coca Brown. And I got to give a huge shout out to my girl, Dr. Stephanie Fenney, because she put me on. What? To the Jewel Sanitary Napkin. These babies are amazing. Not only are they good to me, they're good for me. Not only do they help with absorption, moisture control, and protection, because yes, sometimes I like to wear white, but these babies also have a great ingredient called graphene that helps with cramps. Huh? 
Are you kidding me? So you're telling me that I'm protected and I can control my moods a little bit? I love it. So please make sure you hit up my girl, Dr. Stephanie Thinney. They have a variety of sizes for every kind of flow, whether it's heavy, light, overnight, she got you. So make sure you hit up my girl, Dr. Stephanie Thinney, and get you some jewel sanitary napkins today. I strongly endorse these, honey, especially if you're like me and need all the help you can get for that time of the month. All right? <laughs> Thank you so much for coming back online. Um, this has been an awesome day, awesome conversation with Ms. Hadia Broadbent, who is an HIV uh, AIDS activist. As stated previously, um, she was adopted as an infant and diagnosed as HIV positive with advancement to AIDS, AIDS until age three. And the prognosis was that she would not live past the age of five. But thank God he had another say and she was with us today. She couldn't stay on as long as she wanted to because she had some other things going on and so is life. But I just felt like, you know, let's just get her for as long as we can. And we did. And I just want to tell you a little bit more about her. Um, you should see some information going across the screen that talks about her and her Instagram handles and Facebook. So she talked about the candles and the different things that she has going on. So please check out her her um, social media handles so that if you can donate to her cause and support. Please do so. Um, I feel like she is just leading the, the effort on HIV AIDS awareness and prevention. She promotes abstinence, safe, self, safe sex practices, and HIV awareness and prevention. Um, you know, she is 36 years old. And so look at that. She was supposed to be gone by the age of five. So God is so good. Um, throughout her two decades um, of long career in HIV and AIDS prevention, she has been an advocate and she has been esteemed again as the first African-American youth to speak about an epidemic during a time where stigma and misinformation surrounded the virus was at an all time high. She continues to travel the country calling for prevention of awareness and resources for those living with HIV and AIDS. And as stated, she was recently selected to be an ambassador for the Prevention of Access Campaign, which is an initiative looking to educate others on virus undetectability in patients. And she really explained something to me. She explained that, um, that there is a connection between undetectability and untransmittable, meaning that if that's the case, then you are basically showing that you don't even have HIV and AIDS. It's, it's, not, it's not, not in your system. And that's like uh, Magic Johnson. So that was another thing she talked about. She also talked about how um, this has not affected her status of uh, being in relationships and being able to date. You know, um, it definitely hasn't affected her future at all. She still believes, you know, in a brighter future. And that one of the biggest misconceptions is that people don't know someone with AIDS. And, you know, she talked to us about the fact that, yes, you probably know somebody they just you, you just haven't known that they have AIDS because they haven't revealed it. And she talked about putting the conversation on the table. I think that's so important. Um, in the African-American community, one of the stigmas that we have, I'm just going to put it out there, there, there are two big things. One of which is we don't want to talk about, um, you know, African-Americans that are lesbian, gay, and transgender, but we do have them in our community. We do. And if it was not for in the early days of HIV and the AIDS epidemic, um, you know, if it was not for the, the, the advocacy of the LGBT community and others to push the government to give a faster response with greater seriousness, then HIV and AIDS wouldn't be where it is, you know? And, you know, 
I get it. I understand. I grew up in a time where when it first came out, it was just unreal. It's kind of like COVID, but not, I don't want to compare it. That's not what I'm saying, but it's to the point where we have really got to have the conversation. You know, you can do this. You can't do that. Back then it was, oh my gosh, everybody was scared. They didn't know how you got it. People made a lot of assumptions. So now things have changed. And as she said too, even though we are in a pandemic, that is still an epidemic that we haven't resolved. So we're going from one epidemic to a pandemic onto another. And um, she talked about, you know, um, if AIDS and HIV was offered as a vaccine, she doesn't really think about that. She just looks at hope for today and doesn't really think about that because there was supposed to be talk of a vaccine and they have kind of talked about it, but it keeps getting pushed out. And I just want us in the African-American community to really be be aware, be aware of what's going on in our communities and understand that this is serious. AIDS and HIV is still here. You know, um, she talked about the youth and how we need to have that conversation with the youth and stop assuming that, oh, you know, oh, I'm scared to have the conversation with my child about having sex when at the end of the day, either they probably already have or they're talking to somebody else about it if they're not talking to you. So we have got to put that conversation out on the table so that our young people can be educated and find out information from us instead of other people, even if it's uncomfortable. So, you know, I'm just so thankful for the opportunity to have her on the program. And um, I'm going to switch into something that I hit on. And that's my, my product. I have a segment tonight on IG Live um, at 9 p.m. titled, Do You Know What's in Your Feminine Care? And she is a supporter of this product. Um, not through me as an ambassador, but through another ambassador. And I just appreciate her, you know, taking a look at it because I'm sure there are other people that come to her with a lot of things. But she talks about on a post about the graphene strip. And as I stated, it's a 99.9% bacteria killer. And I feel like a lot of times as African-Americans, again, we are the last ones to find out information. And we need to put the information on the forefront so that others know what's going on, different products, what, what's going on in the African-American community. I want us to be the first instead of the last. So please feel free to tune into my IG Live tonight to find out more about that. I do a demonstration on the product in the beginning and I break it down. I do a wet dry test. And then from there, I go into the actual components in an over-the-counter product that I use for many years until a gynecologist told me that I was having an allergic reaction to my feminine care. Yes, that's the only thing that changed, that made me make a change. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. And then um, I test the graphene strip and I talk about that. And then at the end of my segment, I bring on a customer who's a RAIN um, customer that loves the product and they give their testimony and they talk about it and how it, it's made a change in their life. So feel free to tune in to that um, other than that, thank you guys so much again for staying on with me. We're going to cut this episode short, but it has been a wonderfully blessed day with Miss Hadia Broadbent, who is an HIV AIDS activist in our own community that is doing great things. And she's not only surviving, she is thriving. So you guys have a wonderfully blessed day. Enjoy the balance of your day. And I'll see you next week on The Recipe. Thank you.